When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by the Cochran Firm and Boston Scientific. We on YouTube, we on Facebook, and of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Senior Bowl, baby. That's how you know it's time to move on. Once you start talking Senior Bowl, that's a wrap for your season, man. Today, we start the next process of this offseason, of this draft season, the first part of draft season. And it's something that I'm starting to turn into a, a yearly thing. I'm bringing my good brother Foots on today to talk about the Senior Bowl. Some guys the Cowboys should look out for, keep your eyes on. Some guys, Cowboy fans should be keeping our eyes on since we know the Dallas Cowboys will be drafting someone from today's practice and on Saturday's game. Um, good stuff. Foots always brings the heat. He is is so in tune to this draft situation. And I, and I come to him every year like, yo, you one of the five guys, a power five. You're part of my power five uh, when it's time for me to start draft season. And I know when I bring him on, the season's over. So, Hey, man, look, we, we're going to put the season to bed and try to figure out how we get better through this here draft and maybe free agency. I got around to listening to Stephen Jones's uh, interview or whatever at the Senior Bowl, and he kind of said some of the same old things, even brought up pie and all that stuff. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit of that in the roundup because the Jones boys did bring up the running back situation in regards to Zeke and Tony Pollard. So, uh, we'll have a quick little, call it an update, more of a nugget on what they said, and then we'll bring foots on, and we'll start talking a little bit about this draft and start figuring out how to get better for the Dallas Cowboys. But what's good? What's up with y'all, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad! How y'all doing this morning? Anybody in the DFW area? Um, the weather was still a little bit crazy yesterday, but today's supposed to be like, let me see, let me see. I know y'all not in the DFW area, don't care. 50 so it's supposed to get up to 50 with some sun so it's going to melt some of that ice out there and hopefully y'all be good to go because you know the roads cleared up yesterday but the the previous two days wasn't too great out there so if you are out there driving please be safe and if you are in the northeast as well and it's bad up there or wherever you are please be safe uh and i see jill says good morning from pa you know it's crazy because i looked outside and i was telling michelle i'm like this is pa weather i ain't tripping but I don't know if the Texans are are equipped to handle this. But this is definitely PA weather, man. What's good, Mar? I say Marv, not, not not that Marv. It's Wink, Marvel, but Wink. What's good, bro? My my bro Lee in the building. Um, not nah, no 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 no. I got them two mixed up about John Ritchie. But then I came back and I realized it was John Ritchie. I couldn't remember his damn name. Yesterday we couldn't figure out what uh fullback went to Cumberland Valley. I thought it was Coon, but it was Ritchie. Not not Coon, it was Richie. Uh, but man, forget them Eagles. 
But what's good, Creative Genius? Um, I need your thoughts on Jaden Reed. Let's, let's slow down a little bit here. Let's slow down. So I got started here with the draft with Vach. I finally got the plug. Now we kind of getting into some of this film. And um, we're taking a look at some dudes. I did look at a few of these guys yesterday ex- more extensively than the others. And we'll talk about that with Foots. But um, we're, we're slowly but surely, slowly but surely, I hopefully will get to some of your, you know you guys um, players that that you're requesting to take a look at. But you know, draft season, some people start this stuff right after the draft, and a lot of fans like to look into players in the middle of the season. We couldn't do that here, um, and I don't ever proclaim to be draft guy. I proclaim to be season's over. I'm hopping the lab. I'm talk to people I trust. We'll take a look at some guys, and then I'll form my opinion on said guys. But uh, at this part of the season, it's more about getting familiar with some of these players, getting familiar with some of these positions that the Cowboys will need. And I think when we go back and we talk to Foots, or when we start to talk to Foots later, the positions that he did bring up that he brought to me yesterday to look at are positions the Cowboys will need to look into in the uh, Senior Bowl, in the draft, period. Not just the Senior Bowl, guys, but the draft, period. So um, we talked about we talked about the LSU kid. Uh, on, on Vach's show. We talked about him. But all right, look, let's get into this roundup because Foots will be joining us here at the, is it considered top of the hour? I always get that mixed up. But let's hit the roundup, get to this news, and boogie. Time. It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It is time for... It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey, oh, talking to you. A hundred players. God dang, dog. I couldn't even tell you a hundred players in the damn draft. Yeah, we ain't there yet. We definitely ain't there yet, man. I don't got all the time for it. Eventually, though, season's over, so we'll get up there. Hey, Jerry and Steven talked about Tony and Zeke. And Jerry was more, and this is according to Joy Epstein, emphatic on Tony Pollard, even after his broken leg. She says, Jerry said this, quote, this surgery has not been a premier thought of mine as to looking ahead to the future. And I certainly see Tony in the future. Okay. That's what Jerry is saying about Tony. Here's what Steven is saying about Zeke. Do we want him back? Oh, yeah, we want him back. Sure. But do the numbers work? Sometimes it's a hard business, and I think he knows that. I think I've seen him quoted, but we're going to have to talk fitness. So if you guys remember after the draft last year, and we're now, now we're doing a huge callback here, Steven came out and was like, Oh, yeah, you know, even running back is a position we got to look at here on day two or three, whatever it was, because, you know, you got Zeke's contract and you got Tony Pollard coming up. He was already looking ahead publicly to talking fitness with Ezekiel Elliott. Problem is, I don't think they saw TP doing what TP did. So now he's a part of this business talk. And it sounds like Jerry doesn't care about this leg injury is going to try to get Tony Pollard back. That could mean franchise tag. 
because I don't know if they'll be able to shake out a deal here by March 15th. I don't know. We'll see. You know, a lot. It's, that's, that's a month and some change. So we got a lot of time here. But the tag gives you some time to work out a deal if they want to. Um, they franchise tag a tight end last year, y'all. So I, I, right now, February 3rd, I got to believe they'll probably use the tag on him. Transition, franchise, whatever one, and, and try to work out a deal. But Zeke is the one I don't know, man. Because if they let him go, they could save $12 million as a June 1st cut. And you know they love their pie. $5 million if they cut him before June 1st, if they want to use that money for a Tony Pollard or somebody else. But let me ask you a question. Is there a world where Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott are back on this team? Is there a world where they're back on this team? Because, you know, last season, before the season started, I said we could be looking at a totally different backfield. Two years ago, I said, hey, next year could be looking like the last year for these guys. And now it's here. I would still lean towards could be looking at a totally different backfield. Jerry's world. (laughs) Hey, yo, you know what? That's a good answer. That's a damn good answer. That's about the only world I could see that happening, man. There's just no way, right, y'all? Like, like, even if you extend Tony Pollard, you know, you can lower his cap hit in year one. It could be practically nothing. Uh, And you keep Ezekiel Elliott at what? What are we talking about now? Pay cut is likely going to be well below $10, $8, million. But are you willing to pay Zeke? five six seven million dollars to be a backup running back find me a team in the nfl that's paying a backup running back seven million dollars eight million dollars nine whatever it's the pay cut's going to be if that's the case hey i'm wrong but I, i don't know too many teams that's doing that and when i say backup running back i say that for a reason tony pollard if he returns should be your starting running back, your featured running back, whatever you want to call it in today's business. But the bottom line is, whether it's TP and Zeke or TP or Zeke or none of them, the Cowboys should be looking at this moving forward as a tandem or committee approach, not just a one-guy thing. The, the, the league has moved forward with that, man. The last of the Mohegans, I had this conversation yesterday, I, I think it was with uh, Vach, is basically Adrian Peterson. If we're being honest here, AP is the last of the Mohegans. And I know you got the, the the cooks of the world and whatnot, the Le'Veon Bells, but those dudes and not cooks, but the Bells, they, they last a few seasons. And then those teams are looking to move forward. But nowadays it's about having multiple guys. I said it coming to this year. Love this tandem. But if you want to lean on the ground, if you want to lean on the defense, use three dudes. Malik Davis showed you some things. He's going to be on this team next year. Regardless if TP or Zeke come back, I think he should be a part of this thing. And if none of them come back, then obviously the guy you draft uh, that comes in is going to have to form a tandem with Tony Pollard. I'm sorry, with Malik Davis. But even more important to me is what does my scheme look like? That's what I want to know. I don't even have Derrick Henry as that guy, to be honest with you. I mean, and I know, De- and here's what I mean by the last of the Mohicans. We were talking about uh, generational guys. 
my bad, generational guys and, and guys that I don't look at the I don't look at Henry as generational. And I don't mean to get that I don't mean to get that Derrick Henry. But I guess he was he is a guy that you give the ball to 25, 30 times and you try to, you know, win ball games that way. But we see how that works out. We see how that works out. And they take him off the damn field, which is wild. Let's get into the senior bowl stuff. Pretty interesting statistic here. I mean, I, we talked about this last year, how the Cowboys rely on the senior bowl a lot. But it's seven straight years and could be really eight if you count who they sign as undrafted free agents. But seven straight years, the Cowboys have at least drafted one player they scouted in the senior bowl. And last year, at least under Will McClay, is a all-time high of who they drafted. Six of the nine players were from the senior bowl. Six of the nine drafted players are from the senior bowl. And when you go look at the list, I mean, it's not like it's a bunch of random dudes. I mean, even if you date all the way back to 2014, these are guys who, were, who became, some of them, staples of the team. We're talking about Zach Martin, Lyle Collins. Obviously, Dak Prescott, Jordan Lewis, said Wilson. Um, then when you get to the closer to the present, Neville Gallimore, Terrence Steele, Sean McEwen. In the last two seasons, Osa, Chauncey, Jabril. And then last year, you had just a gang of them dudes. Sam Williams, Jalen Tober, Jake Ferguson, Matt Willetsko, Damone Clark, and John Ridgway. And it's looking like Jake Ferguson is going to be a part of your future. Sam Williams, obviously, a part of your future. Damone Clark a part of your future, and we'll see what, what's up with Jalen Tobert and uh, Matt Willetsko. Obviously, John Ridgway was let go. But the Cowboys absolutely love the Senior Bowl, and they will – they're down there right now, obviously, looking for guys to bring in to be a part of this. And I'm, and I'm all for bringing guys in from the Senior Bowl, man. I, I, I love – much like college basketball, I kind of miss guys staying around uh, because they're more mature, uh, not necessarily always – better already than the other guys but if you hit like the cowboys have hit on some of these senior bowl guys they can make an impact right they can make a big impact and they can they're more football mature per se than some of the underclassmen um in the draft and that's not saying they're better than those dudes but i think the senior bowl is a great event and it's a great way to kind of replenish your squad with some young experienced players if that makes sense Somebody in on the lines already. Do we got time to get somebody on a horn? Let's see here. Foots will be calling in in a few minutes, but uh, let's talk to some folk, man. Let's get this out the way real quick. Seven, uh, call in 351-999-3787, the Paulson Nation Hotline, presented by my guys Larry and Brian at down at the Cochran Firm. Cochran cares down there, guys. So if you're out there on these roads and it's still crazy and get into an accident, hit up Larry and Brian. They will fight for you. They'll fight for this DFW area community as they have been doing for years. They handle all their civil cases on a contingent fee basis, meaning if there is no financial recovery, they charge no fee. Hit them up, 1-800-THE-FIRM or CochranTexas.com. Who's sneaking up in here early, man? Who's this? Good morning. What's up? What's up, Steele? It's your boy from Charlotte, 704. Charlotte in the building. What's good? What's up, brother? I ain't, I ain't called in in a while, uh, but uh, I was I was thinking this is my plan for the draft. I was thinking we should draft O line again, maybe guard, maybe even uh, I think we should draft guard, 
maybe even if we got a good center. And then I think we should go uh, sign Odell so we don't have to spend money on a receiver that we don't know that's going to hit or miss. And then maybe be tackle linebacker. Um, D D tackle linebacker probably a little bit lower on the total pole for me, but but the offensive line and with you wide receiver, I didn't really hear you bring that up in the draft, but that's oh, up I'm, there for me. I'm sorry, not not in the wide receiver. I I don't think I want a wide receiver draft a wide receiver. I okay. think uh I want to draft a I'm I want to pick up Odell, an experienced player. I saw him running the other day on his IG, but like he's back. But uh I wouldn't mind picking up Odell. If we can make the money work, make it work for us. And uh, I think we should draft our line just to make it more comfortable. We got to make it super comfortable for Zach. Uh, because uh, yeah. I feel like the pocket was clean in the, in the last game. But no matter how clean the pocket is, I, I, I just feel like uh, we got to make it super clean for him. Because I don't know what happened to Prescott. I, I like Zach, but these last couple of years has been deep, on the decline, man. And he had the numbers, but I'm talking about. Yeah, I was about to say. How, not, 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 numbers, not numbers. Not numbers. Not numbers-wise, uh, Not I'm even number-wise. Play-wise. I feel like if – I mean, I don't – again, not everybody really dives into the nuances of everything, but what decline yeah, for Dak Prescott? I think uh, just being able to read the field when, when uh, it's pressure. Like, when he's – I mm. feel like Dak lost his confidence in his old line when, the, when he felt like the old line could get beat. I don't even know how to explain. Like, I feel like he, he declined, but you don't know how to explain he declined. That's that sounds like so many cowboy fans. I'm not coming at you, but no, no, I had a guy no, on no, on Twitter. My guy Joey Ikes asked people to, and this, I love this project. If you get a chance, go read the thread. It's hilarious. Uh, he okay. said, "Tell me, you know what exactly did Dak Prescott regress in as a quarterback?" And he was saying, don't use interceptions. But I even let you use the interceptions because I can give you a reasoning. But what, where has he re- regressed is what I'm trying to get at. Well, and if you don't know, hey, hey, then Phil, that's fine. Just say you don't know. Hey, man, hey, Phil, this is the thing. You remember last year uh, before the season started, I called you I called you about Dak making uh, that same throw. Was it not a check down throw to Wilson? And that was an interception to uh, Cedric Wilson. And it seems like I watched the same game over. And it was the same. I mean, against. against the same. T- no, 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 no. It wasn't the same. There was no same. That interception was different. But where has he regressed? Is what I was asking. Oh, okay. Where has yeah. he regressed? I think in. I think when. I think that he doesn't play as well as he used to when the pocket, like his pocket presence. Like I think he gives up a little too early. Like he could stand in there one more shot and take the make. Because I'm gonna tell you what. Still, I was watching the game and I watched some of the replays and I saw. No, no, not not that, that game, not that game, not the game, because okay. we know the game was bad. But you said over the last two years, Dak Prescott has regressed when, I mean, everything nope. from film to statistics would say that's, that's not true. But I'm trying to hear from you. Where has he regressed over the last two seasons? Uh, I think I think in his uh, decision-making, man. That's it. That's okay. all I can say. Because, that's all you can say. Gotcha. And, and yeah, that, that's just from my point of view. And I, I, and I just ask Cowboy fans to show me where – because the Dak Prescott – I'm not gonna say I, it's hard to do. It's hard to explain because everybody sure. loves. I know everybody loves Dak, but what? I'm saying that <laughs> what, what? you've been living <laughs> under a rock. <laughs> yeah, but this is what I say though, still. Everybody I'm, loves I'm Dak. Dak. Hey, hey, still, this is my thing. This is my saying. This is my saying right here. Yeah. I believe Cowboy fans are like the police. They shoot you on the camera, and the, and the, pol- the police shoot you on camera. We watch the video, and we see we see the interceptions, and we're like, nah, that was the that was Keller Moore's fault. 
I just what? it's hard for me to. to Bro, yeah, yeah, what what back road backwards world are you living in? First, you said everybody loves Dak. That is false. And then you said when the interception happened, we blamed Kellen. The very first thing people do is blame Dak Prescott because we don't have the film to go back and look. And 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 regardless of yeah. context, I just think both of those things are backwards, bro. So whatever world you're living in, I need to be a part of that world. I, but I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I say that because I even call in – I call in the, uh, my boy uh, West Coast Cowboy, and he tell me, well – Josh Allen throw interception and what do we got to do? And what, I mean, what do y'all want to do? Yeah, and I tell them that I don't even care about Josh Allen. I don't even watch the Buffalo Bills. I only watch my Cowboys. I don't ah, care about well, none of these we'll see, well, well, then there's your mistake there, brother. If if you only if you don't have any perspective on what goes on with other teams and around the league and quarterbacks, you, you it's either somebody's great or somebody's not. And there's no middle ground, and I and I can't help you with that if if there is no other context that you can provide. But you know, hey, oh, if you believe oh, he were, I got one more question. I got I know I've been yeah. on the line alone, but I got yeah. one more question for you, Phil. Yeah, tell me on this year's uh the next season. Tell me on this season. What oh, way too I want early. you to tell me as a Cowboys fan. It, it's, no, I'm just saying, like, what can my Cowboys tell me on? Like, what? Can't what can, say, I mean, can't say, say you on nothing. Hey, the only thing to sell you yeah. on is that you got a quarterback right now and then you got a head coach who's going to be in total control. But that's in a defense, right? I can sell you Dan Quinn in the defense. But I, there's not much to sell at this point. You just came off of another loss two weeks ago. Everybody's pissed and you're going to lose some players. And we haven't hit free agency. We haven't hit the draft. Uh, this ain't yeah. the time to sell. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't the time to sell, bro. Too, man. <laughs> I appreciate you, my brother. Thank you for taking my call, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You be blessed, you. You as well, man. Appreciate you. Good stuff. Yeah, I, go go check out Joey's go check out Joey's thread. It's pretty funny. Um, I, I fe- that's fair. Uh, he said he, he regrets in decision making. Um, that's that's a fair one. That's a fair one. I'm not going to fight that because I've always said I would like to see him uh, improve from a decision making standpoint from last year uh, at the end of the season. But y'all know me. One of my things I wanted to see him do better was finish. That was that's pretty much it. I think you got a quarterback that can do everything else. I just need to see him finish a little bit better. All right, let's get back into it. Was interesting because I went from we were talking draft to Dak, but I wanted to I wanted to quiz him on that. Let's get back into this Senior Bowl stuff, man, and uh, talk some some guys that we need to keep our eyes on by bringing in my brother, one fifth of the round table. One of the best covering the draft in this business, drummer extraordinaire, Cowboys faithful, Fuster King, ladies He's and gentlemen. In the building. Guys, welcome <laughs> to Thank you for having you, me. You like how I set that hey, up? Listen, you like how I set hey, that up? <laughs> man, hey, I was like, dang, Scott got, hey, he locked that in. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, bro. How are you? This is This is your favorite time of the year, man. Christmas for me, Sky. What's up? This is this is Christmas for me. For I sure. already know, man. I already know. When, when did you start getting into the to the to the draft and the Senior Bowl guys? During was it during the season, end of the season, right after the season? When did you start? So I always do Bruce Feldman's freak list, um, and then I do you know like a few magazines throughout the year where I just keep my eyes on guys yeah. and who I need to. Um, keep an eye on. But obviously during the season, like I started tweeting about Bajan Robinson, you can go find the tweets like during September. 
but it's like, you know, fans don't want to hear that that at that time. So during the season, you're keeping an eye, and then once we start getting to the all-star games, and then obviously once we're done, I really dig in. I get my hands on all 22 as much as I can, and then I just start chipping away at these prospects. And um, and I've actually taken a different approach this year, Sky, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, I I tell Mm -hmm. people – Every year, I'm about to start making this a, a, a yearly thing, man. When, when it's time to get into draft mode for me, it's a little tough. I talked to Vach about this. Shout out to big homie in the building. I, I, it's, it's a little bit tough for me. But when I bring you on, it, it starts to click. All right, here we go. Talk to Senior Bowl. We get into Senior Bowl, guys, and let's go. This year, it was getting involved with Vach. Uh, he already started on it, so that got me a little bit into it. But when I bring you on the show, man, this is three years in a row now. I don't know if you know that, but this is three years in a row that I brought you on to do the Senior Bowl stuff. So here we go, man. Let's fire it up. And I want to know. Let's start and, and, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Before, we, before we get started, Scott, I want to say thank you because the way that your show's grown, you're giving me a platform and we're working together. So I just, you know, I really appreciate that. Appreciate you, bro. Look, let, let's hit the defensive side of the ball first and talk about positions that are near and dear to your heart. And we're talking about safeties and cornerbacks, okay, the DBs. There's a cat in this in the, at the Senior Bowl in this draft, Riley Moss. Okay, cornerback out of Iowa. Is he about to be the next yeah. Jason Seahorn dog? He can play. Um, and you know what's going to happen is is well, does he move to safety? I think he can play corner, Scott. Um, I think he has the build, and I think the big thing, <laughs> and it'll be funny during the combine workouts, will be how does he run. Um, and, you know, guys like Desmond King, I remember covering King, he was great in coverage, but he was his own corner because he was slow. Like, there was, there's no other way around it. Yeah. So, if Riley, and some of those Iowa kids, they're, they're smart, um, they're well, really well coached, but they're slow. And so, as long as he can run and he runs well, I think that he'll be in good shape, Scott. I really do. Two-play corner. Yeah, I, again, I brought up Jason Seahorn, but I don't remember the last white corner in the NFL. So if this dude can hang, then yeah, where you think <laughs> where you got him right now? We're talking about February third. We're not even in combine, but where you where do you think he will be drafted at right now? Projection round wise, I got it. Watching this film, I got a three four, okay. um, and that's because again, <clears throat> you look at some of the top. So, so I'm gonna tell you, Scott, DB wise, this is a nice class now. You start looking at it, I yeah. mean, hey, this is this this class now, it, it carries into the third round with some guys that can go and with some traits. And so to me, if you're talking about, you know, if you're talking about a guy who, you know, who can play um on the edge, you're talking about a three four grade for him. But that's not to say that that won't rise. I, again, I wanna see the workout. Right. Because if you remember last year, Alec Pierce, receiver, yep. another you know white athlete, and this is not a knock, but he came to the combine and knocked it out the park. Well, he gets drafted high by the Colts, where it was early on. You maybe had a four or five on him. He went second, he right? He gets drafted in the earlier rounds. Yeah, he won the second round. Yeah. So these guys can help their stocks, guy, and I think that he'll be able to do that if he tests well. Okay. Let's talk about Sidney Brown, six foot or five foot Ooh. ten ish. 200-pound safety who was super productive this past season, six picks, seven pass breakups. We, we both like the safety position. Tell me about Sidney yeah. Brown. 
Do you like Antoine Winfield Jr.? Yes. Then you'll love Sidney Brown. That Illinois defense guy has some players on that Illinois defense. And and Brown was one of those guys. Like, he legit, I'm not going to lie to you, Sky, he can play the position. The only knock is he's 5'2". And that's, that's a knock. But if you cut on the tape, you cut on the instincts, I mean, you look at the instincts, you look at it, – it, it's so funny because he's built like a running back, but he has all the traits of a good safety. He's just built kind of square to be a safety. If, if you if you really look at his build, Scott, you'll see what I'm saying. It's kind of yeah. – it, it's just tough because high-pointing, maybe getting boxed out by tight ends, it's going to be tough for him. Sure, but, but you know, I we often talk about the IQ really of safeties. How's his, what does right. his IQ look like? Oh, it's, uh, it's off the charts. It's off the charts. I'm serious. His, his IQ, if you're talking about IQ, you would draft him in the first round. Oh, wow. But we got to be honest. Oh, yeah. He. I mean, I'm serious. He can – he, he he understands route recognition. He understands stems. He understands what defenses are trying to do. He's very physical. But we know that the draft is always going to be the underwear Olympics, and like this team, is the measurables Olympics. Now, I think they're trying to get away from some of that, but we got to be honest, Dan Quinn wants a basketball team back there. Um, yeah. And so that, he, you're right. You're right. You know he, what I mean? Got some t- we got some lengthy safeties, yeah. Yeah, he he wants a basketball team, and I'm mean, he's not wrong for that, because that's the way he wants to play defense, and he has the skins on the wall to be able to build that type of team. Um, so, but so, what know, about this? What about this? What so, we're talking about Dallas Cowboys. So, about the safety position, is Sidney Brown a guy that can 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 move around like a Donovan Wilson? Because Dono could be on his way out due to you know contract wise and. I don't know how you feel about Malik. Like, Malik didn't have the gear I thought he was going to have. He wasn't bad or anything, but I feel like, okay, we can start to look for maybe replacing Malik, right? Um, does he have Malik capability to play on a roof or, or Dono capability to be sort of a kamikaze missile, uh, you know, around a line of scrimmage and, and using that athleticism because he has a track background uh, to kind of fly all over the place? Definitely more Dono than Malik. Okay. But – but not, but but I say that, and I say that to say he he's he's definitely better in coverage than Donovan Wilson. Like Donovan Wilson is by far your toughest player on this team. Like I, I, I highlighted the play where he just destroyed Debo Samuel in the playoff game, and it was just like he's that guy. And I think that Brown has that in his bag as well, Scott. But he also, I think he's better in coverage. I just think he has a better feel for what teams are trying to do in coverage. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, that Illinois defense, watch when you get to the film, Scott. You're oh, going to be in yeah. those corners. He's likely going to be the first safety I go check out, the, the way you're describing him. I haven't looked at any safeties just quite yet. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't mean to turn, make a hard turn here on the next defensive back, but this guy's getting a lot of love down there right now in Mobile and Darius Rush, the cornerback out of South Carolina. And he's a guy that I'm getting a little bit excited about because while Brown doesn't fit the mold from a – physical standpoint in regards to the height or whatnot for safety. Darius Rush does. He, he's a guy that's 6'1", what, 6'2", or something like that, 6'2"-ish, 200 pounds, long. Yes. He has that prototypical size and length that DQ and Will McClay like. And when I was doing some digging and reading, I saw this, and it reminded me of um, Trayvon Diggs because he has a wide receiver background. It said, quote, Rush's knack for mirroring and running routes for some of the wideouts in attendance has popped every day during practice, and this was down at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, um, guy. If he continues the way he's going and he checks out the if, – if he if he if he checks off the boxes during the combine, yep. he's a second-round player. Mm. Um, and the thing is, everybody's looking at Cam Smith, but now you're starting to look at South Carolina as kind of like BBU, all right? I mean, we're talking Casey about Jason Horn. You, you, you get what I'm saying to you, Scott? Like, and, and these guys have a feel for how to play defensive back. When you watch him, let's not talk about his, his mirror ability. Watch his eye discipline. He does, not, he does not take any bait. If you're trying to set him up at the top of the route, he will not panic until that ball's in the air. He's watching your eyes, and then he's going to play through the football. That's what I'm looking for. And he's tall. Yeah. He's, he's a basketball player. That's what Dan Quinn likes. And if we want to move on from Bossman Fat, who has all of the ability but just hasn't put it together, we got to be real, Scott. He hasn't put it together. This is a player who, hey, if you want De'Ron Bland strictly as your nickel, right. safety, uh, DB, whatever, and you want to de- uh, develop a guy on the edge because Nashawn Wright's been okay, but he hasn't really been great. Like, Nashawn Wright's not going to stop you from drafting this player. He's, he's one of those months, guys. He really is. So here's the thing, right? Dan Quinn has kind of showed shown two different tendencies uh, during his tenure in Dallas. Year one, he played a little bit more zone than he did this year. And then year two, he played a hell of a lot more man, almost damn near exclusively, it felt like. Uh, can, can this kid man up on the outside and have to deal with one-on-one without too much safety up? Because we've seen that Dan doesn't necessarily like to pay attention to the other corner with the safety. So can, can he do that? Oh, dude, yes. Like, the, the only thing that I struggle with Russ with is he's, he's a little grabby. He's grabby. Um, but so is Dave coming out because that's how they, you know, SEC defense, hey, we're going to get physical, yeah. right? But, like, he has – he's a little grabby. But it's so funny because for as grabby as he is, like, the feet aren't bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's clear that, like, Nashawn Wright just can't turn and run with quicker guys. But like Rush can, oh. so uh, again, like he, I'm telling you, like he, it, it was, it's it just impressive because again, you're watching one on one, and those one on ones are catered to the receivers. It's just a fact. But then you, you see, and it's like, oh, these people can't separate. And we're talking about the, the top guys can't separate from. Them. So that's interesting. Yeah, and if um, I, I saw on day two, I believe of practice, yeah. he was clocked at. 21.65 miles per hour, which was the fastest of that day. So it seems like he has some of that athleticism and speed to carry these guys. Just can he stay with them? And, and I saw, read some things. It was man guy, zone guy. He's more of a zone guy, but can he be a man guy? And give me a little bit of confidence in that. You know, to me, I, I like him as a man guy. I, the reason why I like him as a man guy, in the same breath that I said that he is grabby, I think he's going to do his best work when he can redirect um, and, and be physical. Uh, I think that's when he's going to do his best work, Scott. All right, let's switch it over to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, you gave me a couple old linemen to look at. Actually, no, no, no. Before I get to the offensive side of the ball, there was a linebacker. I don't make sure I don't skip over the linebacker. Uh, let me make sure I'm getting this right. D- is it Diane? Is it Diane? Dayan. Dayan. Dayon Henley. Dayon Henley out of Washington State, uh, about 6'2", 232. 
at at one point I would think, okay, that's right in the realm of Dan Quinn's. You know, he likes to he likes those smaller guys, but. You know, lately he's been drafting dudes 6'3", 240-ish. He brought back LVE. Um, you know, he signed a bar. I don't know if the I don't know if the size thing fits anymore for Dan Quinn, but what's up with uh Dion Henley? So the thing about Henley was he just stood out in the sense of he can cover very, very well and he runs very, very well. Now, some of the fit issues, yes, because you know they're doing inside runs. He, I wouldn't say he got washed, but it's easy. Like when 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 guards got on him, it was kind of rough. But it wasn't so rough that it's like he can't play a position. But the way he runs, the way he dealt with um, tight ends out the backfield, it just looked natural, and the hips were outstanding. Like linebacker playing the league now is hips. If you don't have it, it's it's you just can't play that position anymore. Like it's crazy how that position has changed so much. But he definitely does have this guy. He does. And, yeah. and he's a guy who had a, a lot of tackling production. He played, you know, where, where Washington State plays football, they're playing a lot, and it's a lot of spread offenses, this, that, and the third. So you're going to want to see how, when it, you're playing against more compressed, uh, heavier personnel, how does he slide downhill, how does he sit downhill. So linebacker, running back, the actual game will tell us more. But I just like the way that he moved in space to be a linebacker. Can, can he, so can he play the middle, or is he more going to be on the edge or outside linebacker type? I think he's more of an outside backer type. Okay. Um, he did play in the middle at Washington State, but I think that he's more of an outside backer type. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, now let's switch over to the well, offensive side of the ball uh, because I, you know, I, want, I want to get to two positions that I think the Cowboys are, are, are definitely going to have to keep their eyes on. And two that I think I think will come out of this, this draft with one of these positions down here at the Senior Bowl, wide receiver and offensive guard. And I want to start with the big guys, man. Uh, first up is John Michael Smith or Schmitz. I'm sorry, John Michael Schmitz, guard center out of Minnesota, and was was doing some digging on him. And and much like last year, if you remember when you came on here, Foots, the first lineman you sent me was Matt Walesko. So I went and looked at Matt Walesko, <laughs> and I was like, man, it, interesting dude, right? <laughs> and then lo and behold, we drafted right. him. So one look at John Michael Schmitz, and I was like, oh. I, he can play center too, and I know you know Tyler Biotis is coming up on a contract year, even though he's in the Pro Bowl. And I was like, man, this kid looked like he got some power. Um, I read that he's a smart kid, and also read that he can do well in the inside zone and gap scheme. So, what you got on John Michael Schmitz for us? Now, Scott, isn't that crazy? Full circle. How, yeah. how much work we do, man. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Now, now let's talk about Smith. Hey, man. Hey, Schmitz, like Schmitz, Sky. that's his last name. I, I thought it was Smith too, but it's Schmitz. So, so Sky, we're we're drafting at twenty six, right? Correct. If you tell me, I love receiver, and I know Cowboys fans love receiver, but like you have a chance to get the best interior lineman. What are you doing, Skywalker? Still. So wait, 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 wait. Run this back. Say this one more time. <laughs> I'm putting. I thought. Yeah, you put, spot, gonna, you put me on spot. You put me on spot. I was gonna make you uncomfortable. You, yeah. I, I had to do it, Sky. So, so it, you, yeah, you got go a chance you got a chance to get the best interior lineman because what ends up happening is tackles go. And there are gonna be some tackles that are gonna go. Like the kid oh, both listen, Maryland tackle is gonna go. Ohio State tackle is gonna go. So, you know, okay, with those players leaving, not not excuse me, not saying leaving Sky, but with those players flying off the board at tackle, you're gonna have some guards and some centers and some tackles who will be projected better at guard staring at you 
at 26. Now, your offensive line is already what? It's good. Do you want to make it? Yeah, great? it needs it needs it could be better. You can add guys. So let me get this straight though. You're saying Schmitz is a round one projection potentially to you? Oh, 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 Sky. It, Schmitz and another player we're going to talk about could come in and fortify this line. Like he, the, you got to understand, Sky, with him, the power is out, is exceptional. But it's also the leadership and the coaching that he got in Minnesota to where, he, you know, he's built like a guard. He's actually bigger. He's bigger than um, McGovern. Okay, he's bigger yeah. than Biotis. And I know that was a big issue for a lot of people. Now, Biotis has came on. But a big issue for a lot of people with Biotis was he's a smaller center. He's small. And hey. he's bigger than both of those players. Listen. So you could you could definitely have that conversation. If you if you could tell me this could potentially be a Landon Dickerson type of situation uh, where the Eagles drafted what they thought was going to be their replacement center, but he ended up showing out at guard because Kelsey came back. Hell yeah. Just slide him over there at guard if he can play guard. And then, you know, if Tyler Biotis goes and they want to move him back to center, because like I said, you know, I read up that he was a smart center. You need your centers to have to be one of the smartest, if not the smartest guy on the offensive line. Then hell yeah. Because now I got a two for one type of situation. Not, not that he's a smart center guy, that he was the anchor of that offensive line. Okay. That he was the anchor of that, one of the anchors of that offense. And all you hear at, at the senior bowl and everything that I've read is that. He's been the most vocal offensive lineman. Like, we need that. We need another Zach Martin. We need another player who's going to come in and, and, and kind of be the one. There you go, a Frederick. Yeah. So, again, if these are the questions that I want to ask and start kind of not saying shifting the talk, but like, hey, I know, Sky, you cover, you know, the free agency side of things and what's going on. Well, what if I do take a receiver in free agency who could just come in and just be a Robin, and then I can really fortify my front. Now we're talking good football. It's just something to think about. Oh, I'm with you 100%. I don't think you can rule out uh, interior offensive line. Offensive line in general, first of all, tackle or guard um, in round one if they are up there with the best player available at the position of need, right? Like, so if you're battling a receiver or interior guy, I think you have to have a legit conversation of who do I want to take. And, and another one of those interior guys – uh, that you brought up was Osiris Torrance out of Florida, Ooh. and <laughs> out, of, out of chuckle because because when I originally saw Torrance, I saw him before you sent him to me um, from from Vach. So I'm going, I'm talking to Vach. I'm like, hey man, sell me on Torrance, right? And he's like, I can't right now because I just saw uh, Jalen Carter whoop his ass. So I was like, wait, 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 <laughs> that ain't fair, man. Jalen Carter's tough, right? But Torrance seems to be a guy that's a top you know, 75 player in this draft? Or are we talking about a potential fit in Dallas, though? Uh, now, we, I want to sit down and really watch that film with Scott. He, I think Jalen Carter wants some reps, but I also think that Torrance wants some reps as well. And Jalen Carter is arguably the best player in this draft. Right. But he wasn't able – I'm going to tell you this. He wasn't able to walk him back um, into Anthony Richardson's face. I saw it happen now, he, once. He wasn't I, able to do that. I did see it happen once. I actually got it up on screen. I did see that happen. But, the, so, but okay. look, look, we're talking about Jalen Carter, though, bro. I mean, look. That's a top five player. Right. Okay, consistently. Okay, <laughs> let's let, consistently, Scott. You know, because we get, you know, you know, we get, we get cherry picked. But so the, here's the thing, though, right, Scott? With him, I think that the past sets he struggles with. But okay. I think that that's why you coach. 
I think that if you're really talking run sets and you want to maul people, that's where he becomes um, special. And I think that's where he is special. Oh, my God. And he plays big. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. He plays, he plays bigger than what he is. And so, again, the feet sometimes struggle. I don't know if you want to get him out of space. That's crazy you said that, bro, because I got in my notes. I was like, it looked like the feet kind of just stopped sometimes. Yeah, I know. Man, and, but you know what, though? Watch this, guy. We, I, I kind of had that with Tyler Smith. Like, it was times where he was so strong and so dominant that he didn't marry his lower half with his hands. But, but he was able to clean some of that up in the league, and he actually pulled better than I thought he would be able to when he got to the NFL. So, again, coaching doesn't stop right. when you get to the league. Now, when you hear Torrance talk, he wants to be that type of player. Like, yeah, Jalen Carter got him, but every team doesn't have a Jalen Carter. And we got to remember this. It's another point. When it comes to line play, offensive line play, we got to remember the teams that we're playing in the NFC East. So it's, it's very tricky. We're playing some good D-lines. So upgrading at, at interior guard, you know, center, whatever, it's, it may not be a bad thing. No, it absolutely is not a bad thing, especially when you don't have a left guard right now. And you, your center potentially could be in a, a free agent. I mean, I don't know how much they value him from a financial standpoint. Since he's a pro bowler now, if I'm, you know, Biotis, I'm going into there and saying I'm a pro bowler, pay me like it. But if I can go draft his replacement, then I'll do that, right? Yeah, you, you, you have to look at it for sure, for sure. Now, talking about those receivers, if they don't, even if they do, right, go sign a, a wide receiver, whatever, they still kind of got to look into the draft because I still think you could use some – uh, more competition at the receiver position uh, depth-wise. I don't think anybody outside of C.D. Lamb and Gallup should feel safe. Uh, so everybody should, should should have some type of competition. And uh, one of those guys, Dallas product down here at SMU, uh, is Rache Rice, uh, SMU wide receiver mm-hmm. who was super – these next two receivers are extremely productive last season. But um, he was really productive last year, had over 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. And seems like a playmaker type receiver. I haven't got a chance to watch his film yet, but uh, what you got on Rasheed Rice? So yeah, R- Rasheed Rice is Rasheed Rice. I'm sorry. To me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not you, this guy. To me, so all right. You now we talk about watching college football and you know projecting and, and these prospects during the season. So I I tell you a story real quick. I watched Maryland football, and I'm watching this kid from SMU destroy Maryland. And Maryland ended up losing that game. And I'm like, man, who is this kid 11? And they were talking about him during the broadcast. And then, obviously, you find out he's a senior. He's going to declare for the draft. And they just couldn't guard him. And, you know, Maryland isn't a, a top school. It's not an SEC school. But he just – he he's not going to flash in drill work. Like, that's not where he um, – it's like Tank Dell, um, some of these other guys, they're going to come out and they're just going to look clean with the route running and they're just going to separate he flashes when hey man um you know Jaden reed that he's not he's not that type of guy he's going to flash when you have to guard him for 60 minutes and you can't tackle him and he's blocking you and he's going up high pointing the ball and he's running after the catch like that's who he is he's really a baby cd lamb um so he he for me would be an edge player yeah oh yeah he <laughs> he's not quite as he's not quite as is is electric but he's right there. High point, exceptional. Hands, exceptional. Um, fast enough. 
I don't know if he's a burner. He, I, I want to see his numbers at the combine because I think he'll probably get his time to about a four, 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 five. He's not a burner, but he's fast enough, and he's going to catch and win every contested ball. To me, it's just going to be the route running and what do you ask him to do if you brought him in year one. But like mm-hmm. you said, we need to put a fire under Jalen Tolbert because the fact that he couldn't get on the field this year does scare me. And I'm a Tolbert guy, right. but that does scare me. It's, it's funny so you he's say, definitely one of those guys. It's funny you bring up the route running um, because I was reading he can run the routes, but the SMU you know, spread offense is one of those offenses that didn't ask him to do a lot from, a, from the route tree standpoint. And we've seen, and it's so crazy because Law dropped the, <laughs> the Cooper audio yesterday, but we've seen and we've heard from quarterbacks and wide receivers that this the old offense, Cowboys offense under Kellen Moore, and obviously Shannon, or not Shannon, Linehan, wasn't the, I don't want to use the term easiest, but let's just use it, the easiest thing to kind of get down pat because they were asking you to do a multitude of things. They were asking you to know all three positions from a wide receiver standpoint on top of having to operate in option routes or whatever. And it's probably why you didn't see guys like Simi Fehoko, Jalen Tober, you know, kind of make that step right away. But McCarthy could be incorporate more West Coast, more, uh, you know, the route tree could be a bit more simpler for the for the receiver, guys. I'm not saying it's simpler for the defense to know or whatever, but for the receiver to execute. And that could help a guy like a Rice or any rookie receiver that comes in here to make more of an immediate impact than, than we've seen outside of CeeDee Lane. I think what McCarthy will do is he'll press more easy buttons for these guys. And I think that's what you have to do with guys yep. like CeeDee Lamb and a player like Rasheed Rice. You, you, you need to press easy buttons because you can you have the weapons if used correctly. You know, a lot of people are making jokes about um, slant and flats. But here's the deal. That's hard to stop it, with a guy has, like Tony Pollard yes. and CeeDee Lamb. Like, what's the problem with that? And then you build your offense. You know, you, you build up some double moves and stuff like that. But it's you don't have to reinvent the wheel with these offenses. Nope. And I think, you know, this. I don't want to make this a Mike McCarthy deal. But, you know, we, me and you have had our – we've talked back and forth about McCarthy, Kellen, McCarthy, Kellen. But yep. ultimately, I think him taking over is great, Sky. And I think that he'll – okay, If he, the receiver that we draft this year, it'll be because Mike McCarthy has a plan for him. Not Kellen Moore trying stuff. Ooh, Mike like McCarthy that. will have a plan for him because he, he has to or he's out. Yeah, come on, Scott. We're dropping gems. This yeah, that's, 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 that's real. I think that's real. Um, and, and nothing is wrong with you. What do you think Philly is doing? A whole bunch of RPO slants, <laughs> over routes, and go deep. They are not asking their receivers – Hey man, read that safety and the linebacker, and then cut cut across the set on consistent basis. They're not they're not asking them to do anything out of the ordinary, and it's hard to stop because they put you in a bind schematically. So as long as McCarthy can kind of upgrade from that standpoint, uh, I, I think everybody benefits truly. Oh, dude, totally. I mean, again, let's press easy buttons for these guys. All right, CD is your one. He's your alpha male. We need a Robin, and we're we're good to go. We're right there. So that's that's just what it is for me. So this next one, this next cat, man, I, he was the first receiver I, I actually put the damn tape on to take a look at because I kept seeing all the, you know, the the buzz around the dynamo that is Tank Dell out of Houston, Cowboys Nation. And, you know, Tank is not a big guy. And this is what makes me feel weird about the situation because the Cowboys don't draft small dudes. But damn, he's really good. 
I don't know what else to say, but that he's really good. And I don't know that I care that he's five nine a buck sixty because he performed and performed hell really well the last two seasons. Thirteen hundred plus yards, twelve touchdowns, seventeen touchdowns in both seasons. And um, mm. I, I know he a dynamo, man. I know he's small, but talk t- talk Mike McCarthy in the drafted Tank Dell. If you were try- if you were in the office right now, sell Tank Dell to Mike McCarthy. I'm glad that you I'm glad this is the finale, Sky, because to me, something that he says, Sky, was so you, you listen to him interview, and he has a huge chip on his shoulder. And so I'm digging for research, right? And one of the biggest things with me is every year there's a guy like this, right? Yeah. Sky Moore, you know, the smaller guys. And I'll be honest with you, I don't get married to those guys, but I didn't I didn't I didn't fell in love with this guy, and it's one reason. He was, he never came off the field at Houston. He never and he and he made sure to speak to that. He said, I, I did not come off the field. I was never injured. And to me, you have to buy into some of that stuff. Um the 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 speed is oh the goodness. speed is deep is deep. He never came off the field at Houston. He spoke about it. I, I'm he said, looking everybody at, will say I'm small. Yeah, I'm looking at he some never of came know, off the field, Sky. Some of his senior bowl, you know, and, and and it reminded me of, and I'm not comparing him to this guy, but remember when um, Turpin came to camp and they were showing some of his one-on-ones mm-hmm. and his footwork. His feet were ridiculous. This kid's feet are, yeah. are ridiculous, man. Oh my goodness. I mean, he, <laughs> he, he, he's out there playing basketball. He, he'll cross you up at the top. He'll cross you up with his release. Um, he can say, now you talk about somebody that's going to separate. It's scary. Uh, Jeez. you know, a true slot. And he, he wants to embarrass you. Like he he makes no bones about it. Again, when you listen, I think everybody should do themselves a favor and go listen to him talk, and then you're gonna fall in love even more. That's the type of player he is. But again, he didn't come off the field. Now, one of the things that I love about Tank Dell that nobody really is talking about is the hands. Like most smaller guys, body catchers, uh, let the ball get into you. No, he actually has high point ability. He actually has like like physical like his his play strength isn't bad. Now he's not gonna be a big run after catch guy, but he catches everything. So yeah. to me, you know, and he'll be staring at you, I think he'll be staring at you in the second, third, fourth round. It's worth having a conversation if you haven't went receiver early. Because, you know, the headliners, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnson, um, Rasheed Rice will be one of the headliners. There's a few more headliners. You know, those will be the guys, but if you have a plan, it, it, it's very tempting. I'm not gonna lie to you, Mike. Mike, you you, you might want to talk. <laughs> so when I when I saw all the buzz and I, and I and I watched that the Senior Bowl highlights, okay, let me go actually watch some games, and only watch two. Um, Cincy and what was the other team? I can't remember the other team. Cincinnati, Texas Tech. That's what it was. Cincinnati and Texas Tech. And one of the things that I yeah. saw was something I actually saw you talk about on Twitter is that they like, obviously, he's a little dude, so they like to stack him, right? They don't really want him to be at the line of scrimmage getting physical. And you said you wanted to see what he can do on the boundary. I don't necessarily think they'll be, he'll be used. If he was to be drafted here in Dallas, right, I don't think he'd be used on the boundary anyway. I think they'd probably put CD out there uh, if they want to bring back T.Y., whatever, sign Odell, whatever. Uh, Michael Gallup, and I think he'd be a, a more of a slot guy that you would stack. It, would that be a concern to you if he's only primarily a slot guy? 
I, I wouldn't say it's a concern. Again, I would say it's Mike having a plan for the players. Gotcha. The, the truth is you need juice. So you need somebody who's going to separate at times when you're getting bracket coverage from CD. And you need somebody who's going to step up and make big catches. If he can come in and do what T.Y. Hilton did all year, I mean, when T.Y. Hilton got here, that's a win. Like, as a rookie, that's yeah. a win. And then he'll develop as he gets better. I mean, as he gets older, and his, he'll, he'll grow into his man body. But that's a win. Again, the floor is going to be big for Tank. I want to see how, like, truly straight line speed fast he is. He goes out there mm. and runs a 4-4. Now you're talking about second round type, type vibes. Um, anything 4-3, 4-4, you're talking some good stuff. I hope he does run the 40. He, um, you know, some of these guys, like, he's had such a good senior bowl, he may not. Um, so I just I want to see him compete at the combine. Um, but, you know, he's one of these guys, and I'm not going to lie to you, um, you, he he's he's gonna fly up the boards during the process. Sure. Yeah, he it, when I was watching it, I, w- I kept coming away with even when he didn't get the ball, he just seems mature in his route running. You know, like like he like I'm not calling him Cooper or anything like that, but you could see it on film with Coop coming out of Alabama, right? Like, oh, okay, this, this guy is gonna translate as a route runner in the NFL for sure. Julio Jones, another guy like that, he's gonna translate in the NFL. I think this guy's route running is going to translate in the NFL. So if he if he doesn't have the four three you know speed, I think he'll still get that type of separation just from being good at uh, borderline damn great at running routes. Hold on, he's a, you don't have to mince words with this guy. He's a great route runner. Yeah, you can say that he's a great route runner, Bryce. We got to be honest. We got to start thinking about these things and, and, and giving these these young guys credit. They play so much seven on seven. They train so much. Um, they 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 come into the league ready to go. Look at guys like Chris Olave. Olave isn't much bigger than Tank, and he came in with bad quarterback play and had an outstanding year. And it's because he can separate and he can run every route on a route tree. I think that Tank has some of that same ability. So it's really going to be interesting. Yeah, he's yeah he's a guy I'm gonna keep my eye on because he. He defies all odds from a physical standpoint, 5'9", 160, not a guy that you – those type of dudes you don't see drafted too often in day one or day yeah, day one, hell, or early round day two. But we did see the cat from um, – he went to L.A. What was his name? Uh, can I remember his name now? The small dude, small, shifty, oh, fast guy. I know exactly, I know exactly what you're talking about. His name escaped. Yeah, they drafted him in the second round, but they didn't really use him at all. Uh, but I think this guy is a better player because he's more of a complete wide receiver, not just kind of a, I hate to use the term, one-trick pony, but just a speed guy, run downhill or run run down nine routes or what have you. But this guy can do it all. But uh, I forget the cat's name. Now it's escaping me. Um, yeah, not, not, not a, Austin. Tutu Atwell. Tutu Atwell, that kid. Yeah, yeah Tutu Atwell. Yeah. Yeah, but Tank's a Florida kid. I mean, he listen, you ain't going to bully him. I'm going to tell you that now. Like, And so it, it's just going to be about, again, playing. And I, I'm telling you now, whoever we pick, Mike is going to go out on it. He's going to make sure that it gets done just because you can hear he stayed patient. You can hear the way he talked about it. And so that, if you know, I heard your last caller. It's like, hey, I'm excited because Dallas does draft well. And yeah. I think that they do hit their needs and have a plan well. And so I'm, that's why I'm excited, more or less. Yeah. Hey, Foots, man, this is fantastic stuff. I'm going to run some of this back myself. I, I recommend some of the, the nation runs this back as well. But it's draft season, baby, and I know you're going to be involved from here all the way to April. So let them know where they can find your work, whether it be on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, wherever. Hey, so 
a big change that I made to the channel is I'm now Foots the King. Um, Wait, God what? Has been, yeah, I know. Wait, mm-hmm. Sky has wait. been pushing me and Vox has been pushing me to do that. Hold and up. So that's what. <laughs> well, if you look yeah, at the man. graphic I got on TV or on, on, the, on, the, on the show, it says Cowboys Nation TV. But wait a minute now. Let me go search this real quick. What's yeah, this? man, I wanted to. I wanted to make sure that I, this off season that I attacked that, man. Yeah, and, and so, guy, I wanted, you know, branding myself as with the greats, Vosh Nambari, Sky Steel, and, um, and, you know, I'm, I'm Fuster King everywhere, man, just working with you guys. I'm going to be on with Sky a lot, y'all. Yeah. And so you guys can, can, can catch up on the work. If you're not on my channel, follow me. But if you, if you want to catch on, I'm going to be doing a lot of conclusion and wrap-up stuff with Sky. Uh, we kind of talked about that offline, so I'm just really excited. Yeah, I'm, we, I'm really excited. I jumped in, and I'm I'm just I'm happy because this is my time of the year. For those that don't know, um, we did the first day. Was it the first day? First day of the draft show yeah. last year, day one, round one of the draft show. Um, we still got that in our archives. I want to check that out. We're going we're we're doing it again if all goes well, you know, time wise and whatnot. Um, and we're going to make it even better this year, man. I'm excited for that. So uh, make sure y'all stay tuned for that, man. I'm 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 super excited, Sky. I'm gonna hang up and I'm gonna listen. Peace. All right, bro. Appreciate you. That is Foots the King, ladies and gentlemen. He's in the building. It is always feels good to do this with your brethren, right? Shout out to my boy Vosh Lombardi in the building. No show today, but he's also obviously the founder of the Roundtable, right? That's what I like to call him. He don't like that body call. The founder of the roundtable. You got Foots, who does great work. Okoye is killing it right now with some of the guys. Law is obviously Law Nation, one of the pioneers of this whole thing. And just to be a part of these dudes is pretty dope. But Foots and many other content creators in Cowboys Nation and putting in work right now, man. Putting in work. I mean, you got Professor O in the building right now. I saw somebody drop Keystone. Um, <laughs> he he does draft work all year round. It's that time of the year, man. And it's time for us. I actually, I think Tuck is doing doing some draft work as well as well right now. So it's time to to ante up and get into this lab. And these dudes, these brothers, push me to do so. So do me a favor if y'all enjoyed that, hit that like button. Again, like he said, this will be more of a re- regular thing. Don't know if it'll be weekly or not. We'll, we'll see what's up with that. Uh, but it'll be more of a regular thing as we build up to the draft. That last year was kind of more last minute. This year, uh, we're going to build up to the draft show. And I'll try to one-up myself. Every year, I try to one-up myself covering the draft, doing the draft show live. It'll be my fourth year in a row doing it. So we'll try to make that one bigger and better. And, and we'll have foots involved per usual. Uh, let's take a quick break. And then we'll jump back into the phone lines and the chat. And continue this Friday show. Good stuff from my brother Footsman. Before we take that break, let's talk about Boston Scientific. If you're one of 39 million men that suffer from ED in the U.S., Boston Scientific has created edcure.org to help you. To get started, go to edcure.org, take a quiz, learn the severity or risk of ED. And if you have a condition that puts you at a higher risk, You'll find customized content, Cowboys Nation. The fastest way to find your best cure is to contact edcure.org. Brought to you by Boston Scientific. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! 
At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. Man, what's finally changed his name? Disregard Cowboys Nation TV that was on his handle. It's Foots the King. Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Go holla at him. Let's jump back into these phone lines. Got a couple callers. Good timing today. Good timing today. You know, I, I love when, and this is watching with you. you know, I love having somebody else to go back and forth with here. Feels good. But your boy gonna hold it down regardless, man. Your boy gonna hold it down. Uh, wait, before we get to the lines, Marcus said, option routes for people think Dak is INT. Yeah, I, you know, what have you done for me lately? Dak threw 17 picks this year, included in the playoffs. So if it feels like Dak's INT prone, but I think it's an outlier, but we'll find out. We'll find out. Boston OC, yes sir. I did the draft show with them two years ago. That was fun as well. Man, you gotta check out one of Boston's shows he did about a week ago. Talking about Kellen and Mike. Man, that was a W stream. Go check that out. Reek. What's good with oh, you, brother? Hey, what's going on, y'all? How y'all doing did, this did, beautiful morning? Did I catch you by surprise, Reek? Said, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, he did a little bit, but that's it's all, all good. Though. I'm in, I'm in the building. Uh, what's going on, Cowboy Nation? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I believe in Mike McCarthy. I believe in Mike McCarthy. I believe Mike McCarthy is going to settle Dak Prescott down. You know what I mean, and get him in a a, a, a quarterback whisper, like to where he's like. I think he's going to pick a good or a, a, a decent office coordinator. For Dak Prescott and a decent quarterback coach for him. Well, check this out. Uh, did you hear what Jerry said about the offense coordinator? No, I did not. He said Mike is the offense coordinator, and the guy that they'll hire will be assisting Mike. So I thought that was interesting. I mean, we knew Mike was going to be calling the plays, but I wasn't sure if they'd bring in a guy that would that would help implement some newer things schematically. But we just don't know what's going to happen from the OC standpoint, but. From a quarterback coach standpoint, I think that is probably the second most important hire left now. Uh, offensive line coach was already hired, so I think that that's your second most important hire. Who who's going to be helping the, the quarterbacks out? Yeah, yeah, I you know, I, and I, I believe Mike is going to do a good job. You know what I mean? I really believe he's going to do a good job, and I think Jerry Jerry and Steven needs to follow. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Needs to. Uh, how can I say? Listen to him about more. people that he want on his uh, people that he want on this on this team, and uh, the rest of his staff. Uh, my my thing is with the Cowboys is that we got to quit being uh, stingy with the money. Uh, pay pay our players that we can play. Uh, pay our players that we can play. Some of the players we want still far uh, as far as our roster goes, but at the same time, make some moves outside of that. You know what I mean? Make some a couple splash plays. You know what I mean? A couple splash signings in the off season. So it was like, damn, they they might be serious. Then at the same time, draft good. If you got if you got a chance to will and deal a little bit in this draft for somebody that you want, 
go get that person. Don't even bullshit. You know what I mean? And uh, during the season, too, you know what I mean? You see any uh, disgruntled players on other teams that you know that they got they got some juice and you, you need that need, uh, you got a need for that, that player on your team, go get them. Quit holding on to all these damn picks. You know what I'm saying? Do something with the Eagles did. You know what I mean? They drafted. They, I mean, that they went and traded for people in the middle of the season and put them on their team. You know what I mean? And even like the San Francisco 49ers, quit just sitting down and waiting for these uh, these players off the scrap heap for as free agency and putting them on this team, man. We need we need juiced up players. You know what I mean? On this team, I really believe we're not that far away from our goal. And I, and a couple tweaks, a couple tweaks and stuff like that. I think we can do something. If we got let older players on this team go, let them go, man. Or try to trade them. Do something with them. Quit just trying to hold on to everybody that been on the team for years. But we say, you know what I mean? Like we can get younger. We we already a younger team. But that's that's just how I look at it. But other than that, Sky, I'm up out of here, man. You have a good weekend, man. You as well, man. Peace. As he was talking about teams and trades for for with picks and what I was thinking in my head, like you know, a lot of teams find themselves with multiple first round picks, whether it's by trading a player, whether it's by trading their first round pick or second round, whatever. Now, my man, the last time Dallas saw themselves faced with multiple first round picks, and correct me if I'm wrong, was oh five. Spears and where, and, and, and if I'm not mistaken, that came from trading out of the first round, where they could have drafted Stephen Jackson, but they traded out of the first round and and took Julius Jones later in that draft. If, is that right? 2005. Was there was there a you know the reason I got a reason for this because. You know, a lot of teams have had a lot of these successful teams have had multiple first round picks. Not saying that that's the end all be all, but it's kind of a way to make sure you don't want to use the Eagles as the barometer. But the Eagles have found themselves able to have multiple first round picks for the last number of years. Right. And still be uh, one of the better teams, playoff teams, Miami. But they messed that up. San Francisco, Kansas City, whatever. But by trading, whether it be a high end player on their team or trading draft picks. That you know, I talked about this yesterday. If I didn't, I'll, I'll bring it up now. I don't think you see Dallas 07. Okay, so 07 at 05. Felix Jones, Mike, was it Mike? Was it Felix and, and Jenkins? Okay, so 07, not 05. 07 was the last time Dallas had two first round picks. I'm not, I'm not telling y'all to do the homework, but I just want to know is that one of the longer streaks in the NFL? That's a long time. All right, that's a long, long time. But the reason why I bring this up is I feel like you have to have an all-in approach with something. Maybe not everything, but with something. And that quote that Jerry Jones said yesterday should bother you the most about anything, about how he's okay with being in the middle. He doesn't want to go too, too far in with the free agents. He doesn't want to do too, too much to draft. He he don't want to do too, too much with trading guys or making trades. He doesn't want to do too, too much with signing his own guys. That kind of leaves you having to have so many things kind of break your way. 
at some point though you got to kind of commit to go all in with something you got to be committed let's just say that fully committed to something and what's wild is for a team that drafts extremely well you would think they'd be more of a wheel and deal type within the draft umbrella meaning whether it's trading a player for draft picks whether it's trading up or down or getting first round pick they don't do that they don't seem to do that and last year i said look they draft great right they, they draft well whatever you want to call it they, they draft really really well but if you ain't gonna partake in the trade department for established players if you ain't gonna partake in free agency unfortunately you gotta draft better that ain't fair but it's the truth you're gonna have to draft better if you do not partake in those other departments the way some of these other teams kind of commit themselves to the chiefs man perfect example i know we all we're all into the the rams and the eagles of the world but people forget teams like the chiefs and the patriots for years for years I did a whole research project on the Patriots because so many people thought the whole Patriot way, right? You heard Stephen Jones last year. We want to do it the Patriot way. No, you don't. Because the Patriot way was involving all three different departments of team building. Because if they weren't as good in one, they would use the other as a crutch. But the Chiefs have done that. The Chiefs have made trades. They've traded away. The Chiefs have paid players. They paid their own. They've used free agency. They've done bargain shopping just as much as you have, but they've also paid for other guys. I digress. A five zero, what it is, what it do? Hey, how you doing, bro? I'm all right. This Dallas Sports, nineteen seventy seven. How you doing today? Nineteen seventy seven. Good morning, good sir. Um, I'm blessed. I'm at work right now. Um, at work. Um, football work, and um, I got to go to Atlanta on um, Sunday to do a convention up in Atlanta, Georgia. But right now, I'm 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 a little bit down now, but uh, because of our team. But I'm just holding on. I haven't did a video lately because I'm a little still upset about us not doing what we need to do. But I think we need to. I, I think we need to um, three or four areas. We need I, we need somebody like Aaron Donald in the middle. We need uh, a very strong safety. Somebody like uh, the, like how the Seattle had those safeties back in the day. Somebody like that. Um, I think we need to. I don't. I don't know. Uh, what about Jalen Tobert? Do you think somebody, a, a great teacher, somebody can help build him up and teach him how to be a wide receiver? I think he could be a good receiver. You know something. What, when we were talking with uh, Foots earlier, if you missed that, make sure I run that back. I do think Mike McCarthy, you know, taking over this offense is going to help Jalen Tolbert because I don't think Jalen Tolbert is going to have a super huge learning curve to go through um, under if the scheme changes. If it remains the same, then then he may face some hurdles. But regardless, if it remains the same or not, Jalen is going to have to step up himself. But I think yeah. I think McCarthy should be good for these receivers. And, and and one of the guys to watch out for, and this is very early, this is this is February, but this guy fits, if you go look at kind of the mode of who's had success with Mike McCarthy, is Simi Feoko. Um, he's a guy I think you should really keep your eyes on because he's a big, fast, wide receiver, uh, has, a, has a big catch radius, and, and McCarthy likes to, to use uh, bigger wide receivers. I agree. I mean, uh, the reason why... 
I, I just got a I just got a, a, a feel a great feeling about Tobit. I mean, if you if you uh, can look it up and how back in the day, our second string and third string wide receivers, Butch Johnson was he was a he was a, a second a second tier receiver. Butch. But he, uh, Butch Johnson on our uh, he played with Tony Hill, Drew Pearson, Golden Richards. Back when our Dallas Cowboys was a dynasty in the seventies. And that's the reason why I named my name Dallas Sports 1977 because that team was one uh, the first string and second string receivers was one of the greatest units. Uh, Roger, we uh, back then Tom Landry in a West Coast offense, okay. and and I really do believe that Mike McCarthy can help this young man. Uh, Tobit reminds me of Butch Johnson. If he, if I think if he has some teaching, I think that that young man can do it. I really do. I just got that. It's just a gut feeling. Uh, that's how. I feel, that's all I got to say right now. Because uh, I played, I coached, and I, I can see great potential in this young man. I think he just needs some teaching. And Mike McCarthy, I, I think if somebody, if, the, if my owners give him a chance and take a hands-off situation, I think Dallas can do something. But as long as the Jones family keep messing stuff up. We're gonna be dealing with, dealing with this situation for the next twenty seven years. Well, you know what I say all the time, nineteen seventy seven. They're not going nowhere. Unfortunately, is is long. I just want people to understand that they are the catalyst to to this failure. But the the players and the coaches have to overcome that. That's just that's just the way it is here. So, I and mean, that's not going to change. Yeah, that's the tree. That's the apple tree where we've been dealt with, and we have to. Deal with the, the apples fall on the tree, and we have to catch sure. them before they get the ground. So I totally agree with you, bro. Yeah. Um, hey, keep it the great work, bro. Thanks, sir. It's, it's, it's been a, a pleasure, bro. God bless, and I talk to you later. Okay. Fantastic call. Thanks, sir. Yeah, that the wide receiver conversation was good, and, and I'm really, I'm really intrigued to see. I mean, we probably won't see it for quite some time. Maybe when is mini camp? June. Something like that. We probably won't know exactly unless they tell us exactly what we're going to do from a from a schematic standpoint. But I am interested to see if McCarthy, you know, taking over offensive things will will help these receivers a little bit more. Um, I saw and I'm gonna get to these super chats in a second. I see another one just came through. Um, but the super chats almost kind of directly affect what Will said here, Mr. Barney. Um, he's I, I see what you're doing here, but I'll just. He's basically saying, so the receivers are going to be good with McCarthy, so that means Dak should be good with McCarthy, right? I mean, yes. I mean, Dak was good with Kellen. Um, he should be good with McCarthy. It's more so about can McCarthy utilize these guys to the best of their ability schematically and whatnot, whereas Kellen wasn't doing that. Kellen was like, this is what we do. You're just going to do it. But can McCarthy take these guys' skill sets and maximize them with this scheme? Regardless of McCarthy or Kellen, I think Dak will be good. I'm not worried about Dak being good. Can we be good against a San Francisco defense, though, if we run up against them again? Can we be good or better in critical moments? Can we be better finishing? Things like that. Uh, but from a, if you look at this from a macro type of situation, I think we'll still be good. I think we're past that, right? We're past just being good. We're, we're, we, we need to be great in certain moments to get to where we want to go um especially if the front office is not going to supply you with this the same type of effort that other teams are doing so you ain't got no choice 
So hopefully that answered your question. I don't really know when you're trying to get me to have receipts. Yeah, I expect Dak Prescott to be good. And if he's not, call his ass out. But I, I, I don't recall him not being good in a season. He's been a, since 2017, really. He's been good. But B. Bird dropped a super chat, a couple of them. Super chat. Um, draft and wide receiver pickings would have changed our season. If you go back and watch that show, uh, me and day two, me and Mo were praying for George Pickens to fall to us. Uh, we just missed out on him. We missed out on Sky Moore as well, man. George Pickens would have been fantastic. Would have been fantastic. Uh, John Jones, appreciate you, man. Super chat. Just dropped two to drop two. Thank you. And then B. Bird. Super chat. Dropped another one and said, how much do you think the option routes affected him? Uh, Dak Prescott, that is. I think a lot. You know, when you remove the guy who runs those the best and a smart wide receiver, probably your smartest one, and Amari Cooper, I think you see what happens. You know, guys aren't on the same page, and that is what it is. I, I think you'll see these interceptions go down, man, unless dudes just completely tip him in the air or he just completely regresses from a physical standpoint. But this is literally an outlier from an interception standpoint in his career. Now, if he does it next year, now we have to talk about, is that an issue? It was an issue this year, but is it an issue from a career standpoint? Um, I don't, I mean, I don't have to tell you. I mean, Mike McCarthy, I just let him talk to you about it. A lot of great questions today, but this is my favorite. Uh, so we get to talk a little ball here. Uh, but no, I, I, I've never been a big option route thrower. Um, your concept in the past. If you're going to run option routes, you need to live in that world. That, that's been my experience. You can't, you can't dabble on it. You know, option routes are really not part of the old traditional West Coast offense. Uh, I've had quarterbacks in the past that didn't Facts really toxic. like them, and, and it's and it's really about the connection that they have with the receiver. Uh, I've been in systems where you only certain guys run them. You know, this is the most, uh, this is the most aggressive system that I've been in uh, as far as as many people that do run the option routes and so I think you you see our commitment to practice we practice some you know option routes you're putting the decision making into the receiver's hands you know it's not into the court you know court, I mean, quarterback obviously has only decision where to throw the ball but there's decision making in a route as opposed to you know uh, maybe just one route adjustment so um, it just take, it does it takes a lot of extra time and you know and that's something I don't think people quite understand enough they think that that just kind of goes over their head but i'm telling you man that ain't it's not something that you just ah whatever if, if you're going to put the decision making in the wide receivers hands then those wide receivers need to be like that coop was like that hell we saw lamb struggle with it this year because he's you know, obviously still a young receiver or whatever but now we're putting that decision in you know, Noah Brown and Michael Gallup barely have been playing the last two damn years, and he only run a couple goddamn routes. C.D. Lamb, who is still obviously learning. Yeah, things are there's, there's going to be issues, and I think you saw them have those issues early on in Dak's return. But the issues towards the end, from an interception standpoint, weren't just the option routes. To me, you had some of the drop stuff, and then you had some of the protection stuff. And, and then the playoffs, I think you had some of the being late coming back type of stuff. And all that goes into effect, man. It's not just one thing. It's not like he was out here and he was 
Jameis Winston and just closing his eyes and just throwing it up there. If I saw that, I would be more concerned, but I didn't see that uh, from him. And I'm with you, Toxic. I have no idea what the what the obsession is with being right. I, I come on here all the time and tell y'all, I am not, I told you so, I want to be right guy. Half the damn time, I want to be wrong. And I say this all the time and, and, and I talk about it with Vach. If there's more data, then we got to utilize that data to alter our opinion or our take or what we see. And Vach says it all the time. Have an opinion, but don't let it have you. And I use context matters because that's why I started to do this. I didn't think context was being provided for this team at the time that I started doing what I was doing. So, I mean, you can mark it down, Will. You can you can stamp it, whatever. Yeah, I expect Dak Prescott to be good with Mike McCarthy. Yeah. I don't think that's something crazy to even say. But uh, B. Bird. Super chat. Dropped another one. Appreciate you, dog. He said, KC lost Hill. The players that replaced him combined for 142 and 1,800. I don't even want to read the second part. The players that acquired for Cooper. This is ridiculous. Combined for 12 receptions, 172 yards. Huh? You know, this is Jerry Jones. One in front of the cameras and... All but said, yeah, effed up. Without saying that, they tried to go get receivers. They they messed up. I, I don't even think that's that's even debatable. You can't even debate that, man. And I said this at the time. It ain't even about trading a dude. It was about two things for me. You got nothing for him. Number one, and number two, you did nothing to replace him. I'm all about moving on from dudes, but tell me how we get better from that position, unit, whatever. I mean, listen, my guy, if you can, you can, I don't know how you live like this every day when it comes to Cowboys content. My I can hear us now. If it goes left, says, well, we'll be blaming McCarthy and what we'll be blaming whatever the context tells us too. I can't see the future. My guy, if Dak absolutely sucks, we, we going to blame Dak for absolutely sucking. If McCarthy comes out here and runs the ball on second and first and second down every game, then we got to call into question Mike McCarthy. If the offensive line is terrible, if the receivers aren't good, if the running backs are, we're going to call it out. What is the obsession? <laughs> what is the obsession? Well, oh, that's right. You, you want to send a mob to the quarterback. You, you want to talk about holding somebody's receipts. That's one I don't think I ever can let go. Fam, if we ever have the ultimate success with this quarterback, I, you can't come celebrate with us, man. You can't come celebrate with us. You want to get him kicked out of Dallas. You want the, the mafia to go knock at his door. That's wild. Yeah, Threzzy. That's what it seemed like. Rolo says, dumbest thing that Jerry did is destroying Cooper's trade value. Yeah, I mean, we can go on and on and on. I, I know you don't think the Arian Foster will. I don't give you too much airtime, but sir. The Arian Foster interview was was hilarious in a parody. Are you talking about a, the script thing? Oh, man, we we so far gone. Hey, look, 
appreciate y'all for being here today. If you enjoyed the show, if you missed the show, you missed Foots coming in, breaking down some of the, I believe, six players that we are to look at in the Senior Bowl. Make sure y'all run that back, man. Foots does fantastic draft work. Vach does fantastic draft work. Those two dudes literally almost pushed me. I should say pushed me almost literally to get into the lab and, and get right from a draft standpoint. I don't ever pretend to be a draft guru. Like I told y'all, I rely on guys I trust. I know um, I do some of my own research and I come up with my own opinion. And we will have a, a, a big board of sorts. We will be doing more draft shows next week. Uh, we'll be talking about what we saw from the senior bowl, who stood out, what the Cowboys are talking about. And uh, then we'll hit our second part of the hindsight series. So make sure y'all come through and tune in for that. Meanwhile, hit that like button, man. Subscribe only if you enjoy what we do here. I'm not one of those that need you to subscribe. Just to subscribe only if you enjoy what we do. Make sure y'all have a safe and fun weekend as well. The weather is broken here in Dallas, so we should be cool. All right, we should be cool. And if you are watching the the Senior Bowl tomorrow, I'll be on Twitter. Hit me up. Ask Skywalker still. I'll, I'll try to tune in best I can. Uh, got some running around to do. But if I miss it, I'll come back and I'll run it back. And uh, let me know some guys that y'all saw that stood out that I should check out. Um, so many content creators right now are, are tuned in or into this draft and, and draft work. So there's so many outlets to reach out to. But if there's a guy you want me to check out, hit me up. I'll try to get to it best I can, man. Appreciate y'all for being here. Salute to the mods. Salute to my guy, Professor O. In the chat, holding it down as well, as well as off the chat. Appreciate you, man. With that said, we're going to hit this button and get this weekend started. Thank you, Gregory. Who got paid today? Do I have a drink on me? I'm not sure what time it starts, CJ. Hit me up on, on Twitter. I'll find out. Appreciate y'all. Get out of here. Peace.